Thank you so much, Shannon, for being here today. Shannon and I actually met, funny story, online. We met over like an Instagram influencer group or whatever it was. And I was looking for like more Christian followers, you know, Christian moms around. And uh, I met Shannon and she has been actually such an inspiration on my on my feed and I love having her. And so I'm so excited that we actually made the connection and I saw that she has a really powerful story, a really powerful testimony that she's willing to share so we can share it with you. So thank you, Shannon, so much for just taking time out of your day and being here to talk to me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and I'm so glad for social media for connections like these. For sure. So, um, yeah, let's just start from like the beginning. So I don't know a lot about you because, you know, we haven't known each other uh, very long or in person or anything like that. So um, why don't you just tell us like a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background, you know, um, and your family and that kind of thing. Okay, so I am 40 years old, but I feel like I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, I've been married um, to my high school sweetheart, so I met my husband Chris when I was 14 years old. Um, I know, crazy. We got married when I was 18, and we'll be have married 22 years in September. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, we have four beautiful children. Uh, one is in heaven, and three are here with us. Um, our oldest son, Cristiano, he would have been 23, uh, but he actually passed in a car accident five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been a journey in and of itself. I don't know how people do it without the Lord. Yeah. Um, he's been so faithful and so good. Uh, you know, I just, I wish I knew him sooner. I came to know him when I was 19 years old. Mm. Um, my family life was really, really messy, like really screwed up. So I always thought, oh, I'll write a book about that one day. But it turns out I had a lot more life lessons to go through. And I'm still learning, as we all are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of like did not believe in God at all because my life was so messy as a kid. Right. And I just was like, how could God allow any like child to go through the things I've gone through? And then, you know, just even to the point where I didn't even know that Christmas was Jesus's birthday. Wow, <laughs> like, wow, that's right. That's just think everybody knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, when I was 19, uh, Chris is my husband, his name's Chris, um, his family kept just, like, urging us and begging us to go to church, and I was so annoyed that finally I was like, fine, we're going to go on Easter <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> of course. We're going to get it over with, but they never ask us again, or at least it'll, you know, keep them quiet for a little bit. And, yeah. Um, walked into the doors of this church and literally the minute I walked into the sanctuary I just started to cry I just had felt and experienced something that I never in all my life experienced um I was overcome with just emotion and it was as if the pastor was literally reading a love letter written from God to wow, me that's awesome. yeah my whole life changed in that instance and I've never looked back and I'm so thankful you know bringing it back to the loss of our son. Yeah. Uh, if I did not have the Lord and the foundation that I had in him, I don't know where I'd be today. Yeah, I'm sure. For sure. That's like all of us, you know. Um, yeah. So what kind of things uh, did you go through like as a child that kind of made you, you know, question the Lord if, you know, if he was real or, um, or if it was like this mythical, you know, creature that people just kind yeah. of talked about? What was that like? Um, I think for me, it was a lot. It was a compilation of things. Um, my dad left when I was two, mm-hmm. and obviously, like, at two years old, I didn't know that was hard, but looking back to just the foundation of why Having I a father, just, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't see that there would be this God that cared because, like, my dad, like, totally walked out, and right. so, like, maybe I was comparing him to that, but then my mom, um, 
you know, she had some issues. She was addicted to alcohol and okay. drugs for, for a while in my life. Um, I had siblings, and I was often responsible for caring for all of them. Yeah. Uh, so it's very crazy that I actually, you know, I met my husband, Chris, when I was 14, and he came from a musky background as well, very similar, um, you know, drug abuse, physical abuse, just, yeah. just things that were kids shouldn't have to deal with or go through, you know? Yeah. Um, times where there wasn't food in the house or just times where my mom would leave and not come home for days. Like literally she put the oven, as the turkey in the oven on Thanksgiving and didn't come home for two days. And I was there with my siblings. So, um, things like that, just, I think it's like that whole sense of abandonment that for sure. I think it was hard for me to realize that there was this God who not only would he love me, but he would never leave me, you know? Um, and that's just been like what he has shown me through my process of grief. I mean, another crazy part of the story is that when I met my husband at 14 and he met me, we were drawn to each other, I think, based on the need. Like, we just had such dysfunction and we were just like, we need a rescuer. So yeah. we, like, looked to each other for, like, almost an escape or yeah. a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like, no 14-year-old belongs being in a crazy, tumultuous, heavy, hot, romantic relationship. Of course, so, of course. But let me tell you, I was 14 and doing everything that I shouldn't have done. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so basically, I got pregnant uh, when I was 15, and we had our oldest son the month before I turned 16. So oh. he not only was my son, my firstborn, he changed my life completely. Yeah. You know, um, he caused me to do a 180. And, you know, my mom and everybody around was like, you can't keep this baby. You're only 15. Like, and you don't have the support. You don't, you and Chris are up and down. You're breaking up every other day. Right. And it was like, okay, like, I I understand where you guys are all coming from, and with no religious background whatsoever, I still had such a value for the human life that was growing inside of me, and had made such a connection with him deeper than anything I'd ever experienced before in my life. Yeah, and that that kind of sounds like that was like a seed, you know, from the Lord, like, saving your life. Um, oh my gosh, absolutely, 100%. And then you were 19 and you you actually did get saved. So where is the whole kind of tragedy that happened? Was that before you were saved? Was it after? So um, when in 2012, the year before our son passed, um, my husband gave me the wedding that he had always promised me. So Aww. yeah, we did like the justice of the peace thing when I was 18 and basically like got married at a town hall, just him, myself my son and he literally my husband rode there on a bicycle because he didn't have a car oh, and we got married like just chilling like hey we're married now like we both just knew we wanted to do the right thing yeah. and we didn't really know why but we just like were we wanted our son to have like you know married parents yeah, of course. so the year before our son passed my husband was like we're doing it we're it's our 15 year wedding anniversary we're having the wedding i always promise you so we had the most amazing night. It was a vow renewal, but there were over 200 people there. I got to wear my white gown. My son, Cristiano, was 17 at the time. He got to be the best man. Oh, that's um, awesome. My daughter, yeah, my daughter got to be my maid of honor, and it was just amazing. It was, like, it was crazy because it was, like, that's when life became full circle for me, yeah. where I, like, literally looked out, and I was like, wow, God, look at you go. Like, yes. you have done He's it. faithful. Like, you have, Yes, you've been so faithful. You've proven, you know, everybody wrong. You've beaten all the odds. Like, I don't give, we don't give ourselves any glory mm-hmm. for it. Like, yeah. we know that it has been him and his hand on us, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
you know, the year late, I just kind of felt like at the same time, like we like arrived, like, okay, we'd already gone through so many hardships in life. I mean, we've gone through it all. Like mm-hmm. we've gone through divorce. We've gone for both of our parents. We've gone through, you know, dealing with addiction. We've gone through teen relationships, teen pregnancy, like you name it, we've gone through it. And, um, you know, we just, I kind of just felt like, okay, life's going to be good from here on out. It's going to be smooth sailing. And um, then, you know, we got a call late at night and they said, you know, you need to come to the hospital. Your son's been in an accident. And I was like, okay, well, you know, how, how is he? And I was like, is it bad? And they're like, you know, it's going to be a long road. And I was like, okay, I'm thinking, all right, I can handle that. I can handle a long road. Maybe he broke a bone, you know, maybe he, whatever. So not at all expecting to walk into what I did. Yeah. Um, when my husband and I arrived at the hospital, we actually got there before him, even though he was airlifted. Mm-hmm. And this accident happened right on campus. Um, he had only been to college for seven weeks, and he was right down the road. So I had visited him like ten times. We had lunch and coffee and everything else. <laughs> and um, when I arrived, when it was before him, but like I said, like it was the most like it, they call it like the accident that should never have happened right. obviously we know that accident should happen but there was no drinking involved no drugs involved it was literally just that the campus road was dark and there was distracted driving involved wow. um you know his friend reached down to get his cell phone and they hit a tree wow. and there were five people in the car my son's the only one who passed the other ones walked away with like minor scrapes and cuts and wow. and that kind of thing um so yeah so when we got to the hospital he um was not conscious and they told us that he was brain dead and you know with our faith and with our background we did not we were like no way like we stormed the gates of hell and we were like you know what he's gonna make it like you don't know our god we were singing worship songs singing hymns in the waiting room this went on for hours Mm -hmm. and then i just literally felt god like shake me back to reality and and say like yes he's been given life but it's it's not the way you see it you know Mm -hmm. um so I realized in that moment that he was with Jesus and he wasn't going to be coming back to us. So I felt like God was saying, go get your other kids. Mm-hmm. We have three other children. Yeah. We're a super, super tight, close-knit family. We're kind of like, you know, it's God and us. Like, that's the way it always was. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went and got the kids. As soon as the last one said goodbye, um, he took his last breath and wow. he passed away. So that has been... A whole journey in and of itself, it's given me, um, like, a whole, like, before Cristiano versus after Cristiano perspective on life. Yeah. So, although it's crazy because grief and child loss is the hardest thing I've ever, ever, ever gone through. Yeah. Amazingly, God is so merciful and gracious that he's been so good to me that, like, there's an intimacy that has been gained with him through this process that... I could never trade now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that's like what I know him. That's exactly what I was going to, you know, ask. How how did you feel, you know, going through life and having like de- destruction, you know, growing up and then saying like, is there anybody who can rescue me? Is there any God? And then yeah. getting that full circle of like, okay, this is it. Like, I'm saved and I love the Lord and I feel like things are good. Like I feel like God's coverings over me and then destruction hits again. I think that's really powerful because a lot of the times, you know, the same vision that I have for this podcast is so many people think once you're Christian, there's no destruction. There's nothing. There's no pain. It's perfect. And I feel like sometimes we get hit harder than the normal, you know, like than others. And so I, I just, yeah, that was my question to you is, how did you actually feel going through this full circle of having that moment like this is it and then you get hit again? 
I am so glad you asked me that question because that's one I haven't been asked in a really long time. Um, I think that even myself, naively, I think that I kind of bought into that Christian Christianity or Christianese lie that, yeah. you know, when you get saved, like, nothing bad's going to happen or whatever happens, it's not going to be that bad. Like, right. we can handle it, God can handle it, we've got this covering, we've got this umbrella of protection. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, my theology was completely rocked, obviously. Right. Um, everything I thought I had known about God, like, my husband even said to me in the, while we were in the waiting room, he's like, honey, speak only life, we've been, we've literally been trained for this our entire Christian lives, like, right. this is our battle, and we're gonna win, we're not mm-hmm. gonna relent, and I'm like, yes, yes, you know, like, we were, we were so sure and so convinced that he was gonna live, yeah. and not die, you know, mm-hmm. so I think for there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that kind of disappointment and that kind of blow. Number one, you know, people in the beginning, you are kind of apt to like, be like, what, what's up God? Right. Where were you? Where yeah. are you in this? You know? And, um, you're also like, you have this almost natural instinct response to like defend your faith. Like I promise I believed hard enough. Like yeah. it's like, because you just feel like automatically that people, and, and I'm guilty of it. Like when you can't explain something away, like when you can't put, a definition on something you have the tendency to make up your own conclusions in your mind yeah. so I've seen people go through things before going through what I went through and just chalked it up to okay well maybe they didn't have like a tight relationship with God and I'm just being honest yeah I know for sure I really feel like losing my son like knocks me off my Christian high horse yeah. at the same time you yeah. know mm-hmm. so I was crying out to God, obviously, um, knew that he was really the only place I could turn, but still, it was very awkward because I'm turning to the one who I also feel like inflicted this pain on me, and I'm like, but God was so good because, like, I'm not, like, a fruit-looking Christian, like, I don't, I'm not like, oh, I heard hear an audible voice of God every day, but I do believe, like, God speaks to us, you know, and I really felt like I heard those first moments like don't bring me down to a level that you can understand Mm. and that was so helpful to me that was vital for me because there is so much literature on grief and child loss and what parents tend to do when they have such a significant loss is they tend to want to make sense out of it Mm -hmm. and I think we all do that I think when you're going through a divorce when you're going through financial strain when you're going through sickness or disease or or just you know being attacked by leadership or whatever church hurt like we tend to want to, number one, we want it to, to end. We don't mm-hmm. want to go through this, these right. things. But number two, we want to know why, yes. you know? And I think what God revealed to me is we're not always going to know why on this side, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. There are going to be things that we don't understand and that we don't know because God says his ways are higher than ours. And I will say, and I want to say this, like, louder, like, from the rooftops, I do not believe God took my son from me. That is not how God operates. Okay. I believe God yeah. allowed yeah my son to be with him yes he my son got an accident he did not survive it and god so graciously in his loving mercy took my son to be with him but i don't believe that god causes cancer or death or sickness or disease like we live in a fallen world there is an enemy and he will do anything he can to try to destroy us right god doesn't cause it but he'll allow it yes exactly and that it's such a distinction that people like we need to know that because if we start looking at god like he's somebody who causes this pain then we're gonna have a real twisted version of who he really is you know but knowing that he allows it we can trust in his process and trust in his healing power and trust in his growth 
while we go through things like these. And I think one of the most vivid images I ever had, and this was this didn't happen right away. This happened like maybe a year after losing my son. Was like picturing the enemy, just like yes, I finally got this family. Like I've been trying to take this family out since like literally day one, and this is it. Like this is going to destroy them. This is going to be the thing that they never bounce back from. And I just feel like God was like, oh yeah. I don't think so. Don't count on it, you know? And and he's just been so faithful in showing himself to us um, in this process. And that doesn't mean I have not had hard days. I mean, for the first year, I would say, I think I sat on my couch pretty much every day, all day. Um, Being a mother to kids who are grieving is probably the second hardest thing to do after losing a child. Um, Being a wife to a husband who feels like he should have been able to fix it. He should have been able to things should have been differently, he's the protector, you know, it was almost, it was almost like, um, ingrained in him to just take responsibility, because that's what men do, you know, so going through all that has been really, really hard, but I will say that I've, I've watched God use our story for his glory, I've watched him use our hardship to help others, like, we started and founded a nonprofit organization, which I'm sure you and I will get into in a few minutes, but, yeah, so, you know, I just want that to be said. God doesn't cause it, but he will allow it. And if he has allowed it, then that means he's got amazing plans for you. Yeah, yeah. And so, man, that's just super encouraging for just like the people listening who even I have spoke with who they always are asking that question, like, why does God allow this? Why? Like, I feel like that's the main question that people ask right before they're about to, you know, give their hearts to the Lord is they have to know, yeah. like, why why could this still happen, you know? And I think it's really cool that you guys are using your story in that encouraging way of, like, it was allowed, but this is how it's affecting us. And you're not sitting there in, like, anger and bitterness like some people do. And maybe you did for a little bit because that's normal. And that's, yeah. that's like, a normal temptation of flesh, you know? It's, it's hurting, you know? And that kind of leads me to my next question, which is kind of hard, but I feel like a very very real question for people is, you know, how did, how did the mother in you, how did, how did your flesh kind of feel when, you know, your son was the only one that actually died and five others walked away with minor injuries? How, how was that in your head? Because I'm sure even I'm thinking of me as my kids, man, that would definitely cross my mind. Like, really? Like, why just him, you know, out of all these kids, why just him? Yeah. You know, all I can chalk it up to is that maybe he's the only one who knew Jesus. And and I truly believe at that time he very well may have been. Um, However, I will be honest, like that that was a very hard process in all of it. Uh, One of the very first things, so our son passed away on a Wednesday and the week was on a Sunday. And we got a call from our pastor and he says, listen, um, I've been contacted by the driver and his family. And they really would like to see you guys um, and talk with you guys. And I'm like, okay. And he said, ask any questions we might have. And, like, immediately, like, he's – my husband and I were both there when the pastor approached us with this. And we both were like, yes, absolutely. Like, we want to see him. Um, I I can't speak for my husband in that moment. But I knew that it was imperative that I let this young man know that he was forgiven. Um, because I did not want to see him go into a spiral downward. And I was like, you know what? That's why they call these accidents. Like right away, like that's what I wanted to do with us to him. Um, so we, they came over to our house and, you know, we went in the backyard, just my husband, myself, and Matthew, who was a young man. Um, and 
you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's all he kept saying. And we were just like, listen, we were like, we forgive you. We want you to go and we want you to live a full and beautiful life. Just like Christian would have wanted you to. Um, we want you to know that, you know, you have a whole life ahead of you. Use this, use what's happened to you, use this situation and use it to encourage others and to help people to know that distracted driving is wrong. And, you know, use your story basically is what we were saying to him. Um, and he was like, you know, blown away I think everyone was blown away that we were able to forgive but for us it wasn't even a question um just because I just feel like I've been forgiven of so much and I just kind of knew too like I've I've had enough experience with just having to forgive other things that have been done to me and I just had enough life experience to if I hold on to this that's going to be my life like Mm. I'm going to be bitter and I'm going to be angry um it hasn't been easy I want to say that that was our first reaction. However, there are times where I will see stuff, post things on Facebook or just, you know, things like people living their lives and people moving on. And, and I look and just say, wow, like he didn't use this. He didn't, you know, and I have to like immediately be like, God, you know what? You're telling him. It's not, and, and that's another thing too, just being a mom, like my son Christiano, he was like so intellectual and he had so many questions in regards to God. Like he believed in God. He was such an amazing kid. He got baptized the year before he died. He went on a mission trip to Guatemala. He served in our church faithfully for years, but he always had like these crazy questions, you know? And I would always give him like the Christianese answer. I'd always be like, well, because we have to believe, but because that's what the Bible says, or because I never like allowed myself to like get in depth with him. Yeah. And I also never allowed myself to just trust God with the process of him being intellectual. It kind Mm -hmm. of freaked me out and I Mm -hmm. didn't know how to handle it all the time. Yeah. So, you know, after losing him, I'm a completely different mother to my other kids. Like, we have tough conversations. We have the hard questions being asked and being answered as best we can. Or we have the, we have the, you know, confidence to just say, I don't know, but I trust God to deal with you Mm -hmm. on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, losing my son allowed me to weirdly, I don't know if it's weird, but allowed me to give my kids over to him in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of going to ask, too. Like, it's almost as if this tragedy has formed you into the person that needed to get you to the next level. I mean, it wasn't a fun process, you know, and it was really painful. But, man, it changed you and your family as a person. And who knows, like, why why God did that or why it was such such a heavy thing that happened. But sometimes we don't understand the heavy things. They're just needed, you know? Yeah. They're just needed. And so I, you know, I want to um, hear about, like, your new nonprofit and all that that stuff. That's so exciting. But there's one thing that I really want, you know, the people listening to get today that I literally was mind blown that you said. And I love that you said it because it also sounds super selfless, you know, asking about, like, you know, those, those five kids, you know, four or five kids didn't have any injuries, but your son lost his life. And you said... Um, he might've been the only one who knew Jesus. And that is like so radical because nobody thinks of that answer, you know? And really what that is saying is, you know, he was going to go somewhere better. He wasn't gonna, you know, lose, literally lose his life, you know? And so I just wanted to like commend that and just bring like, kind of just bring attention to that. You said that because that just shows your heart. And that is like, for me, I was you said that, and I was like, wow, this is somebody that I want to be connected to forever. Like, a mom who can say that is huge, you know? So, you know, again, like, 
I am so glad that like we're talking today because you're speaking to all these moms that have never even been through anything. But when they do, and if they do, they're going to think back and be like, dang, that mom, like, that's an inspiring mom. Like, Shannon, you're so inspiring. So thank you so much again, because that was, that was just mind blowing for me. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, I, I thank you for having me, but like, it, it's, it, as you're bringing that up, I'm realizing too, um, just things that people have spoken over us yeah. in this process. And when my husband, when we buried our son, we decided to bury him rather than cremating him. No mm-hmm. real reason, just other than that. We just felt like, okay, he came from the earth. Let's put him in the earth. Like, right. honestly, like when you're in that shock process, you're just like, Not I don't even know what thinking. I want to do. Right. So, um, so everyone should always get to do their own thing and never feel bad about what decisions they make in that grieving process. That's just a little disclaimer there. Yeah. But um, when we when we buried our son, my husband said, I really, truly believe that somehow we're sowing a seed right now for mm-hmm. like thousands of lives to come to Christ. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. Like, And then recently, like we took over our youth group at our church. So mm-hmm. we literally, my husband's on staff. He's the youth director at our church. We took over a little over two years ago. And we have just seen the youth group like quadruple in size. And wow, that's somebody, awesome. Yeah, like somebody pulled us in the office and was like, I just want to say to you guys, like, he's like, God gave me this revelation. Like, I know you lost Cristiano and that's the hardest thing. And I wouldn't, and I know that you wish more than anything that he could be here with us. He was like, but I feel like you've inherited all these spiritual sons and daughters in this place. And I was just like, whoa. So for you to pick up on that, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that connection. So thank you for having that ear to hear, you know? Yeah. I have two littles. I'm 24 years old. And I was just laughing the other day because we have some students going through some super hard things right now and like I said like I'm young I'm like this young mom but I have like these kids that are like six seven years younger than me calling me mom and I'm like what the heck you know but it's true it's like God's gonna God's gonna put you in a place where you can speak into things no matter your age no matter who you are no matter if you you know have kids no matter if you've lost a kid like God's gonna use you directly where he wants you and it's gonna take whatever it takes to get you there you know so but yeah so Man, so now you're leading a youth ministry. It's growing. It's thriving. You are, you're just rocking it as a mom. You're rocking it on social media. So tell us about your, uh, your nonprofit. Okay, so it all started with a book. Um, I, the very first thing I felt impressed to do as a Christian when I was 19 and I gave my life to the Lord, I really felt like, okay, you're going to write a book one day. And I literally ran from that forever. Mm. Um, I just was like, who's going to read it? Like, why should I write it? Like, who's going to want to hear my story? And God was like, it doesn't matter. Who's going to want to hear your story? Like, this is what I want you to do. And I literally ran from it, fought, fought it forever. So, the night before our son passed, the night up, the night we got the call, but it was earlier in the night, my husband came home. Um, we, he owned a buy-sell trade, like a second-hand store. Mm-hmm. And he came home with a brand new iPad in a box for me. Like, he had opened it, and he had put on the first line, this is for you, now you can write your book. And it was hours later that we got that call about wow. my son. Wow. So it kind of made everything make sense to me. Like, I was like, okay, he's part of this story. He's yeah. part of my book. So I've written a book. Um, I just sent it out to agents about three weeks ago, so I'm waiting to hear back. We'll see. But in the meantime, um, yes, my husband and I founded a nonprofit uh, called From the Ruins. And what we do is we help people who are grieving um, mm-hmm. in small ways. Like, we know when we were grieving, for somebody to send us, like, a grocery gift card was huge because we were not in a position where we could work. We were, right. we were grieving. We were having a hard time. Um, so we'll like send grocery gift cards. We'll pay if there's you know someone's got to go fund me up for funeral expenses. We'll contribute towards that. Everything practical, you know. We want to get to the place where we can do huge things, but right now we're small. We're just starting out. But um, 
we want to eventually host grief retreats for people. We have had, my husband and I did write a curriculum for grief, so we've had some grief workshops um, that we've hosted in our church that people have come to, like, a series of, of grief conference workshops. So we've done that, but basically, like, uh, the heart of our ministry is, like, we want you to know that hope can be found even in the ruins. Yes, you know, yeah. life around you can literally come crumbling down, and you can be standing there feeling like you have nothing, but... God's hope cannot be robbed from you and God's joy and his peace. Those are promises from Christ and you can have them even in the midst of the most crazy turmoil and the most heartbreaking circumstance. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And so, like I said, like inspiring that, you know, you can come out of it. This is why I absolutely am in love with doing this podcast because at the end of it, there's always like, the you can do it speech, you know, and it's really true. And it's actually real people who are telling real stories that have went through really hard things, you know. And so again, just for me as a mom, like you've spoke to my heart today, you've inspired me as a youth leader, you've inspired me. And I just can't wait. You know, I'm so excited that people are are getting to hear your story. So why don't you um, tell us some of your social media so we can follow you and get you linked up. And so people can reach out to you if they're grieving or have went through grief and can tell you how this podcast, you know, affected them. Absolutely. So I do have a website. It's called fromtheruins.co.co. We also have an Instagram. You can follow me there, from the ruins as well. And then I have a Facebook page, which I'm active on. So if you ever just need to message me or you need encouragement, um, my Facebook page is Shannon Barboza, and then it's slash slash from the ruins. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Shannon. I know you know you had a lot of stuff going on today, but um, I'm so appreciative, and I can't thank you enough for telling your story. I know I'm seeing articles everywhere about your story, and I'm loving that God's using it and sharing it. Who would have ever thought, right? Yeah.